Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. No need to fear. We promise we won't give you a noogie and make you cry Russia, Russia, Russia. Pui to fearless leader. Pui. Pui, pui, and double pui. Boy, it's your language. This is a family show, remember? Pui to family, too. Nostrovia. This is Chad Benson. This whole thing is a sham. I took Mueller seriously. I don't take this seriously. I've read the transcript. I made up my mind. Ah, Lindsey Graham there joining us. Not a senator, but a congressman right here from Arizona. David Schweikert. It's a sham, says Lindsey Graham. A sham. Yeah, and the chaos really starts off tomorrow, doesn't it? Let me ask you, what's it like, right? I mean, so there you are in the midst of all of this insanity, David. We're talking to Congressman David Schweikert, and you're in the Beltway, and the country, and in and in many cases, the globe is going to be paying attention. What's going on? Oh yeah. What's it like there? Is it kind of feel like a Super Bowl feel? No, no. Just in some ways, there's this intense frustration. Like right now, I'm standing outside. I'm freezing because I'm about to do a presentation on alternative energy generation in the tax code, which is actually really interesting. And the reality, everyone in the room, all they want to talk about is these non-impeachment impeachment hearings. Um, it just there's so much work we're supposed to be doing. And for people like me, I don't sit on intelligence committee. I don't sit on judiciary. You're trying to actually do the work you're responsible for. And this overhangs everything. It just functionally stops all productivity. Yeah, yeah. And I, look, I could see that. I've talked to a couple other who, who feel the same way. And this is just even people, like you said, that are in hearings. Some of them are going to be in other hearings. But the reality is that they're, they, you guys are trying to do something. And what sucks the, you know, the air out of the room is what, what's happening there, David. But the reality is everybody's going to say read the transcripts. But what they're going to try to paint the picture is connect the dots. Long before the phone call, there were many other things along the way that led to even having that phone call. And that's why they're changing the narrative. It's now bribery. It's extortion rather than it's anything else. But think about what you've been through. You and I have been through in our conversations in the last year. You know, at one point it was Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. Then it went on to something else. Then it went, you know, before that it was Stormy Daniels. Then it went on. It's like. At some point, could we actually just stop the rage for a moment or two, do some work? The country is doing actually phenomenally well economically. And if we don't get our act together and get back to being focused, we're going to screw it up. But instead, um, my belief system is much of this is about satiating the Democrat base that if you don't sort of satiate this rage, they will turn on the Democrat members. Yeah. Well, you and I have talked about it before that I'm like, it was just some 44 uh, potential Democrat people are jumping into the race and they're not taking on Republicans. They're going to try to primary people that aren't. It's like what happened with the Tea Party, right, David? They're, they're coming after their own because they're ready to take oh, yeah. this thing to them because they don't feel like they're doing the things they need to. And and what's happening now for being on the Ways and Means Committee, that was always the committee where at least the adults were. You know, we had this obligation to keep the wheels on. You know, that's the committee where uh, you you had to be responsible. You had to work together because the issues were so big and there was so much money involved. And even now, um, my friends who are Democrats on the committee are having to move hard left because they're all getting primaried. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Talking to Congressman David Schweikert. All right, here's the thing. Is there anything, and I've talked to a couple people today uh, on both sides of the aisle where we were texting back and forth. Is there anything that you're worried about and that would make you have uh, pause for concern that you think may come out? I mean, it's totally different now because people are going to be able to ask questions in ways that weren't asked before. This just isn't softballs, but there's going to be real questions asked. But is there anything that maybe you could be worried about where it would give you pause for concern? Well, I'm actually, my, my answer is going to be almost backwards. Um, my concern is what happens if we're here two, three weeks from now and there just isn't a there there? Um, you, you know, everything is, well, I heard from a third party that I heard from a fourth party that I heard from a fourth party that this was about this. If we're all sitting here three weeks from now and there's not the ability to say, okay, you know, you may still despise the president. But is this really an impeachable event? Um, and my fear is we're going to go through this. We're going to put the country through this. We're going to, you know, put kerosene on on the fire of rage. And three weeks from now, it's not going to be satiated. We're going to just start up a whole new cycle. Yeah. Now, the, the, so the one thing I really been, bad for the country, the one thing I've been thinking about here is I've been looking at everything and I, and I want to come at it completely open mind. That's who I am. I don't care if Trump's done something wrong and he's he's done something in the Constitution. I don't care if you love Trump or not. He needs to go. That's the reality of it. But I want to see hear everything for myself. But one thing is, you know, with Schiff and everybody controlling everything, they also walk this weird fine line of if you decide that you're going to block subpoenas and not allow certain people to testify and only have certain things and you're not going to give the president due process just as you would say to everybody else hey they they don't want to they don't want to come and testify so obviously they have something to hide you can look and say well you don't want certain people to speak so obviously you have something to hide and then america is going to be in the same situation where it feels like it's a tie and it's tearing us apart but in you just basically described why i think this is such a screw up on the democrats part they should have adopted the same rules that were used in Nixon and in, you know, um, you know, in, in, in the 90s. If, if you actually created a sense that the me- mechanisms were fair, um, at least if it came to a conclusion, you're almost forced to accept it. What happens when you've designed it in such a way that unfairness is its hallmark? How do you accept anything comes out of it? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happened. I want to touch on this really quick before, because obviously it's going to be the big news. But today, SCOTUS meeting, uh, they had an interesting decision when it comes to Remington and, and the Sandy Hook thing. And we're going to talk about that later. But obviously, DACA is front and center. Trump did what Trump yes. does, which is he tweets something out talking about, hey, you know what? Uh, some of them are not so young and they're not angels and they're thugs and criminals. But if they get turned away at the Supreme Court... I'm sure there's a deal to be had. That's very much Trump. Uh, what is the, you know, uh, uh, what happens if they say, sorry, guys, you know what? Trump's got every right to do what he did based in on that, the fact that, that, you know, Obama did what he did. In that case, actually, Congress is forced to do its actual job. Boom. One of the crappy things that happened is when Obama sort of created um, the deferred action um, for I was in Congress at the time. We were actually not that far away from doing a permanent legislative mechanism, a fix. And in in many ways, by the president jumping in, it pulled the oxygen out of the room, the necessity to sort of come to that sort of bipartisan decision. Um, In in a weird way, the right thing would be 
for Congress to step up and actually make a permanent policy that deals with this. And as long as there's this ability to do executive actions out of thin air, you never end up with something that's permanent. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Congressman Swickert, always like having you. All right. Congressman hey, David Swickert, you, you have fun tomorrow. If Get I a T-shirt. Like I'm shivering. Where are you going to watch it at? outside and I'm freezing. Where are you going to watch it at? Oh, oh I, actually, the problem is we're going to be in other hearings and other meetings. Oh, we actually have work to do. No. So I'm going to be trapped with the recap at the end of the day. Boo. Listen to the Chad Benson Show tomorrow night. I'll give you a recap that you're going to oh. love. Congressman David Swickert, always love. Go get inside right. where it's warm. Appreciate it.